Let's worship the Lord right now. Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Oh, hallelujah. There's nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost tonight. Nothing like the name of Jesus tonight. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. How many came to glorify the name of the Lord tonight? Came to lift up the name of Jesus tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. It is good to have everybody here to worship the Lord with us. And without any further delay, we want to bring our preacher uh, here to this pulpit. How many want to hear the word of the Lord? God has a word for you tonight. Amen. And this... Uh, gentlemen, he he has started a, a couple of different churches and now currently pastors in a suburb of Sacramento called Elk Grove, California. And he's with us tonight to preach the word of God. Uh, Pastor Miles Young, why don't you come and preach the word of the Lord to us here in this place tonight? Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I want to give honor tonight to the bishop of this house amen I think you call him senior pastor brother Feld I honor you today and I count it a privilege to be in this pulpit with you uh, and these great saints of God and to all of the ministers that I have met on this trip and uh, today I had the privilege of seeing a little of what God's vision is for this community and beyond and uh, I honor you I made some calls this afternoon bragging on what God's doing in Florida. Hallelujah. And uh, I count it a privilege. That's all right. Celebrate. Is anybody glad for what God's doing? Hallelujah. Hey, you could be in a dead church. You could be somewhere where the blessing of God wasn't falling. I count it a privilege to be a part of end time revival. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. It is also good to be here with Brother and Sister Urshan, who are uh, dear friends of mine, and uh, I honor them. And I want to give a little praise report. Uh, Brother Urshan was with us, and, and Brother Stan uh, was with us. He came with his pastor. I guess it was back, what, October sometime, September, October, and uh, Brother Urshan came and preached. Uh, and let, let me tell you how God does it. You can either do it your way or you can do it God's way. And uh, on a Sunday morning prior to service, there was a dear lady in our church that was going through a tremendous upheaval in her home uh, and all kinds of situations I don't have time to go into. And her life was in chaos. She was trying to find answers. And last night, Brother Urshan was talking about when you're not in your right mind. Well, she wasn't in her right mind. And uh, she came to me crying, and she said, the only answer I have is, is I, I need to go. And she said, I, I just got to leave the church. I got to go. And she, it, she wasn't going to leave the faith, but she, she said, I just got to leave the church, and maybe this will help. It, it, it would have made sense maybe if you had heard the other part of the story. And I told her, I said, well, obviously, sister, you know I love you, and this church loves you, and you know I don't think that's the right answer. But I said, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to leave the door open because I want you to come back. 
Well, I thought she had left, Elder, and Brother Urshan didn't know any of that, but he was following the Holy Ghost. Stepped to the pulpit and began to preach. He began to preach about your answer is not in running. Your answer is staying in the house of God and hearing the man of God and having the Spirit work in your life. And, and I was just, I was thinking to myself, I, I wish she was here to hear that message. And I looked up at the altar call, and she came running down on the left aisle, fell in that altar, and Brother Urshan, she plugged back in 120%. She's just on fire for God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank God for a man of God that knows how to follow the Spirit of God. Amen. <clears throat> I, I don't know it's protocol. This is my first time. You may be seated to, to Bell Glade. I usually sing. I don't know. I, I came down with something this week. But I, I feel like I may wind up sounding like Joe Cocker, but but I may try and sing something. Uh, I just got a song in my heart. Is it all right if I sing? All right. Of you, I love you, I love you, Lord, today because you cared for me in such a special way. So I praise you, I lift you up, I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise oh i love you i love you i love you lord today because you care for me in such space so i praise you i lift you up i magnify your name why my heart is filled with praise. Come on, lift up your hands and sing it. Oh, I love you. I love you. Lord, I love you. Oh, because you care for me in such a special way. So I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. That's why my heart is filled with praise. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Come on, let's love him and thank him for what he's done for us. Hallelujah. Come on, let's bless him together right now. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, have your way in this service tonight. Touch our minds, touch our spirits. Reach into our lives and transform us by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We love you today. We love you today. 
Hallelujah. If you have your Bible, let's go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs uh, number 27. And I thank God for what we heard last night. I was blessed by the worship. And tonight, again, something about people just giving themselves in worship does something to even our spirit. I know we're doing it for him, but something happens for us. Anybody blessed when you worship or even when somebody else is worshiping? Hallelujah. Proverbs 27, and let's go to verse 24 and 25. For riches are not forever, and doth the crown endure every generation. The hay appeareth, and the tender grass showeth itself. The herbs of the mountains are gathered. The hay appeareth, and the tender grass showeth itself. And the herbs of the mountains are gathered. I want to talk to you for a little bit tonight on this subject, recognizing the season. Recognizing the season. I don't want us to just come to church tonight, and I don't think you're guilty of this, but I think we need to remind ourselves, we're not here just to hear a speech. We are not here just to hear a concert or partake of just some fellowship, but we are here to hear a word from God. We are here to be changed. I want you to put your Bible down and raise your hands and ask God to touch you and touch me before we leave this place tonight. God, I ask that your presence would begin to move up and down the aisles of this sanctuary. From the platform to the foyer, God, I ask that your anointing angels would begin to work. As your presence begins to hover, God, like it hovered upon the face of the deep, God, transform us, speak to our nothingness, God, and change us. Do a creative work in this house tonight. I ask it in the name that is above every name. Give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving tonight. Oh, we celebrate in advance what he's going to do before this night is over. <coughs> Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. God works in seasons. The Bible tells us very clearly, the same writer of Proverbs in the third uh, chapter of Ecclesiastes, he said that there is a time for everything under the heavens. There is a time. God works. He gives a whole litany of things and how God operates in seasons. And I believe that we are in a new season in the apostolic church. And this is a day when there is great falling away. But I have also come to say there is also great revival in this season. I know that there are those that want to focus on scriptures that talk about the great falling away. But I will also take you to a story that was told in the New Testament about, about a man who at a midnight hour went and knocked on the door of somebody's house and said, I want bread. And the man said, it's the midnight hour. My children are already asleep. He said, no, I got to have some bread. What I mean to say tonight is even in a season of falling away, there is going to be bread for those that are hungry. And I got a feeling I'm in a crowd tonight. I'm in a church. I'm with a group of preachers tonight that are not satisfied to see everything fall away. I'm looking at new buildings being built. I'm looking at revival in Florida. This is a midnight hour. I know there's sin. I know there's problems. I know there's questions. But in the middle of it, I feel hunger in this place tonight. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. I understand that I am in the winter vegetable capital of the United States or maybe for that part of the world. I took a tour today as Pastor Urshan gave me a little show and tell of your fair city and this community. And I was looking at the rich dirt and was thinking about uh, what makes this place significant is that you understand how to operate in your season. While everything else seems to be cold and everybody's locked in shoveling snow tonight, in this community you have learned how to work at this season. Can I tell you that in seasons of falling away, God is always looking for someone that will reach to his spirit and will hunger for his moving. And I believe that God is raising up across this nation men and women that are hungering for old time Pentecost. Men and women that are hungry for the word of God. Don't give me platitudes. Don't give me cliches. Don't give me memorization. But give me a word from God in due season help me to recognize what God's will is for my life hallelujah amen you may be seated his word said that riches are not forever I think we've all learned that rich today poor tomorrow seem like the more money you get the more bills you get Somebody said, oh, if I just had a big church, everything would be all right. Well, you know, it's the same problem. It's just more zeros. And he said, riches are not forever. And then he asked a rhetorical question. He said, doth the crown endure to every generation? Now, if we were talking about our king of kings, we would understand that's true, but that's not who he's talking He's talking about things on earth because the next verse, he talks about grass appearing, hay appearing, and, and herbs being gathered in the mountains. What he's saying is you have to understand that this king's not going to be in power the whole time. You've got to understand that the grass only shows up at certain seasons. Now, in southern Florida, you, you, may not, you may not understand quite like we do in California. I know your pastor, and, and I know Brother Urshan, and I, Brother Kennedy was telling me he's been there. In California, they call it, let me give you a little... Let me, let me clear it up for you. They call it the Golden State, but I grew up in Louisiana. We call it dead. In the summertime, everything dies. Now, if you were to go to California tonight in the San Joaquin Valley, everything is beautiful and green, and the mountains are green because we're in our season of rain. It will, it will start to rain the end of September or middle of October and rain until the end of February or March, and then we won't get any rain again until September. So we have learned, not me, but the people before me, learned that you got to gather the rain while it's raining. And you got to create irrigation canals, and you got to get it off of the mountain. And if you're going to get water to Los Angeles and San Francisco and San Diego, you're going to have to figure out a way to take advantage of the season of rain. And that's the way they have turned the high desert into the fertile valley called the San Joaquin Valley. But I understand that there are some times in life when everything's not going to be raining. 
There's going to be some times in life when your spirit gets dry. There's going to be some times when there's trouble in your life. The Bible says man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Some of you may be sitting here in the glory of youth, but just hang on a little while. Life is going to have its way with you. But what I've come to tell you is not every moment feels like this moment. Now tomorrow night we're going to, is it the sunny day or the Sammy May or so? Where are we going tomorrow night? What? The Dolly, Dolly Hand Center. So tonight and tomorrow night, we're going to be in flood stage. We're going to be in the storm of the spirit as the, the wind begins to blow through. And tomorrow night we're going to dance, we're going to shout. Tonight we're, we're singing and dancing and, and all of that. But Monday's coming. Tuesday's going to come and you're going to have trouble. And Wednesday's going to come and you may have woe and we could just carry on tonight. But what I want to remind you is you have to understand in this room tonight the king is on the throne. And you have to understand that in this room tonight the grass is appearing and hay is appearing. And there's some mountaintops where you need to gather the herbs. You need to recognize the season that you're in tonight. Oh, I wish I had a voice to really preach to you tonight. I want you to recognize not every day of your life are you in a place like this. You may be seated. I watch as people come to church and just go through the motions while someone next to them is drinking in the presence of God and taking and, and tasting of the good things that God has for them while next to them is a man who is still on the job in his mind. Next to him is a woman who's still trying to take care of the issues of home, not recognizing that they have moved into a place where hay is appearing and where there are herbs to be picked from the mountaintop. What I want to get to your spirit in this midwinter conference tonight and tomorrow night is take advantage of these opportunities. Some of you are going to go back to unsaved families. Some of you are going to go back to drug addiction in your homes. Some of you are going to go back to schools where nobody knows God. But while you're in here, while the king's on the throne, you got to learn to dance. you got to learn to celebrate. you got to learn to take advantage of the season of God's spirit hallelujah well I thought God was good all the time he is but you have to also recognize not every day are you or with your brother and sister like this you may be seated not every day are you being ministered to so you better take advantage Recognize, tell your neighbor, say, recognize the season. The hay appeareth and the tender grass showeth itself. Learn to recognize the seasons. Jesus one day walked up to a place we know as the pool of Bethesda. I have been to the pool of Bethesda. It is nothing like I imagined in my mind. In my mind, I imagined a kind of like a koi pond or something, a little a little pool area and, and uh, maybe a few folks gathered around, but it was probably three times as wide as this and two or three times as long and you have to travel down about 60 or 70 feet to get to uh, what remains of the pool of Bethesda. And the Bible said that 
at a certain season, say a certain season, at a certain season, the angel of the Lord would come and trouble the waters. And whoever recognized that the angel was there, I don't know, the Bible doesn't tell us how that started. I don't know where it all began. I, I don't know, I don't know if, if the angel appeared. I don't know if the water began to bubble. I don't know if there was a moving in the wind. The Bible doesn't tell us any detail. But evidently there was something about recognition because the first one to get in the water, the first one to say the angel's here, was the one that got blessed. Could it be that tonight the angel of the Lord is troubling the waters? I don't know how it's moving in your life, but I want to be the first to recognize God, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. I want your power to change me. I'm going back to trouble. I'm going back to situation. I'm going back to circumstance. So while you're troubling the water, I want to get everything I can. Clap your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Recognition of the season. Tonight could be your certain season. Tonight could be the night. I, I don't, I don't want to ever go to church and just let church happen without me. I have been to services where I just thought it was going to be a midweek Bible study and left empowered. I've learned that those that come with expectancy are the people that leave with blessings. Those that come looking for whatever God is doing are those that partake of what God is doing. But I have noticed, I have noticed people dancing, shouting, talking in tongues, and right beside them is somebody sitting there like a knot on a log that leaves with the same rotten, dirty spirit they came with. The difference is, is they didn't take time to recognize the season and respond to what God was doing. The Bible said of Issachar that they were men that had understanding for the times. I want to recognize what God is doing. A few years ago, we were in a revival at our church, and I was, at the time, uh, coming in and out. I was actually starting a church in San Diego uh, and I was going back on a couple of nights a week uh, working with them, leading worship, and uh, I was struggling working a job during the week to get that church started in the San Diego area. And on a Monday night, I had they had flown me up to Sacramento to do some leading of worship in the revival. The service ended, <coughs> and uh, or the, the preacher ended, and there was a time of prayer and mingling. Uh, at the end and the Holy Ghost was just kind of hovering and I felt that the Holy Ghost spoke to me said you need to give an offering to so and so there was, a, there was a man and his wife that happened to be passing through that were at church that night and I felt like the Holy Ghost Brother Fell told me you need to give him an offering tonight and I was thinking me give him an offering <laughs> hello Lord it's me oh Lord standing in the need of prayer and I knew how much money I had. All I had, you know, when you're a home missionary, you know every dime you got. 
You know where it's hidden. You know those secret compartments your wife thinks you don't know about. You have found everything. And I knew that I only had $400 left in my name. And the Holy Ghost said, give brother so-and-so that offering. And I wrestled with the Lord. But I had enough sense to recognize when God moves, you better respond. And so I went to the pulpit and I told my father-in-law, I said, Bishop, I, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but I just feel like I'm supposed to give an offering to brother so-and-so. And uh, I laid, uh, I had written a check and laid $400 on the pulpit. And behind me, another man of the church said, said well, if he's going to do that, I'm going to give it. And before it was over, we had taken up an offering for that preacher and his wife of, I think it was $2,500 or something. It was, a, it was a great offering for them. Well, I found out later, I didn't know why. I didn't even, I never met the man in my life. I found out that these people were actually moving. They had been in a very terrible church situation. They had wound up leaving. They had no money to their name. Didn't even have the money to get a rent truck to move their stuff home. And that night, God used the little chubby white dude from Louisiana to take an offering. Now, but watch what God is doing. That was a season where God was teaching me to learn to respond. But had I not recognized it, I would have missed out. Because about five months ago, now that's been 10 or 11 years ago. That was a season that God was working in. But about six, five or six months ago, a young man and his wife and their baby walked in the back door on a Sunday morning. God had told them that morning, get up and go to the Rock Church. They came to church. It just so happened that that young man and his wife are the son of that couple that God told me to give an offering to. He told me, he said, you know, I never forgot what you did for my parents. And he, he told me, he, came, he said, I just feel like I'm supposed to be coming to church. He came for two or three weeks, then he met me. And he said, I feel like this is supposed to be where my home. I want to raise my family here. I want to tell you something. What looked like a big offering of $400 10 years ago pays pretty good dividends after 10 or 11 years. What I've come to tell you is recognize the now season. Your blessing may take 10. It may take 15 but if you'll respond in faith God always comes through recognize the season you see that was my season of sowing but now I'm in a season of reaping with that man because there's talents, there's gifts, there's abilities. He's a great leader. He's a great businessman. What I'm saying is God was working on me in this season had I failed to recognize that. Or even if I had recognized it and not responded. You may be seated. Seasons. Look at your neighbor say, learn to recognize the season. Understand, this is not just any church. I told, we're in revival at home. I called the evangelist today. He said, how's it going? I said, man, this place is popping. I told him, I said, they'd kill you here. You'd just fall out and die on the floor. Recognize that you're not just in any group of people. 
God sent me all the way from California to tell you, understand, not every church has these blessings. Not every church has a love for truth. Not every church has a love for the man of God. Not every church has a, has a love for the presence and the word of God. Thank God he's allowed me this season of my life to be in a place like this. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. We were in a great revival and not long after Brother Urshan was with us, we received a call, had a uh, young man out of our church. Maybe one day you'll get to meet him. Brother Paul Ballmeister is uh, a man, has a doctorate of education, very educated man, but is one of the greatest soul winners I have ever met. He personally has started five or six churches, uh, three or four in Mexico. A tremendous young man in our church. And uh, we received a call. Well, let me back up a little bit. He had one, uh, met a young man who was one of the leading drug runners between Mexico and California and Arizona uh, by the name of Jorge Vasquez. Jorge uh, was, you would never know to look at him, very pleasant looking, uh, nice guy. But this, this drug runner who was moving and shaking things in the drug culture wound up at an apostolic church and received the Holy Ghost and was baptized in Jesus' name. He didn't know anything. He just knew I had an experience with God. And this man recognized his season. And one day at our Oakland work, uh, Brother Ballmeister was there teaching, and he met Jorge. Jorge did not have a pastor. He poured his heart out to Brother Paul Ballmeister, and uh, Brother Paul began to mentor him today. Uh, Brother Jorge went to Phoenix, Arizona, started a church running about 200 people, and now has started two other churches in the Phoenix area, has a Bible study going in Las Vegas, and has started three other churches in Mexico. I, I, I would say we recognize a pretty good season there. Hallelujah. <clears throat> but but brother, brother Jorge called us, and he said, he said uh, because of my past life in Mexico, he said, I, I can't go to Mexico. And he said, I've got an open door there of, of some things that happened. He said, I baptized a little lady and her husband who were kind of like church. They had a church in their home, kind of people, Trinitarians. He said, but I baptized them in Jesus' name. And he said, they got a little handful of people there. He said, could you go? So uh, in November, Brother Ballmeister and I got on a plane and flew to Delicias, Mexico. We landed there, drove uh, to Delicias. And uh, when we got there, we found... A little group of about 20 people in a building about half this size. Doesn't even have a roof on it. And we begin to have church. We had church for three nights. In those three nights, 33 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And we went, we scheduled Bible studies. You know, this wasn't some big fancy crusade. It was Bible studies. That's the way you do it. You win them one-on-one-on-one. On one on one. Pastor, I went to your church today. I saw each one reach one. So we scheduled, you may be seated, we scheduled some Bible studies. And some of these people have been coming to this little church, but they didn't know the revelation of Jesus' name. So they didn't even have a baptistry. They just had a church with four walls and no roof. So I said, where are we going to baptize them? They said, we're going to take them down to the river. Well, it was November. It was cold and delicious. So we headed down toward the river. We got there, and it was Friday afternoon, and everybody had just got paid, and there was a drunk party at the river. And so the pastor said, I don't 
he said, I don't want to baptize people here. He said, let's go across the street. There's a canal beside the side of the road. So here we were on the side of the road in a ditch about as wide as from here to you. We climbed down in that water with trucks and buses and, and the, the workers were getting off work at the farm across the canal and everybody was gathered around. We started baptizing people while the cars were passing by, baptizing them in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Hold on, that, that, that's, not, that's not even the best part. Hallelujah. The little lady and, and her husband said there's a priest that's coming through tonight you may be seated I said okay well big deal why is the priest coming she said well this is a priest he's been a priest for 19 years and, and uh, he's come to the revelation that the catholic church is wrong so he got there about 1130 that night and we, we listened to him he spoke five languages he had studied at the Vatican and uh, he had made his living Basically, by performing marriages and baby baptisms, he would charge $160 a baby, American dollars in Mexico. So pretty good living. Just line up the babies as many as we can get. Let's make some money. But he got to studying, and he began to discover that you don't need a priest to get saved. And he, got to, he came to the same revelation that Martin Luther came to. He said, this, this is heresy. And so he left the Catholic Church and began to travel throughout Mexico, going home to home, telling them, you need to leave the Catholic Church. They're not preaching truth. So he came. He was coming to their home to expound the Word of God to them, to set them free from Catholic dogma. So he came. He didn't know that Chucky was there. You've heard of Slim Shady. I told him in Oakland, I am heavy brighty. <laughs> he came to the house that night, a very eloquent man. Uh, he brought his copy of the Vulgate, what he, he read out of. He was going to expound the word, so he, he went through his little Bible study with us, and we listened. He had no idea that he had just sat down with two apostolic, one God, tongue talk. And he finished and gave this whole dissertation of how grace and, and, uh, and, and we, we, we said, that is so tremendous. That's great. He said, you believe it? We said, absolutely. But let us show you something else. And we gave him, we began to go page by page through the word of God. And I watched as this priest of 19 years began to see scripture that he had never noticed before. He began to turn with us. And we stood up and we said, take time just like you did for grace and study baptism in the Holy Ghost. The day before I flew here, we got a call from Jorge Vasquez. We sent him a copy of Bishop Wilson's, one of his books that had to do with salvation in Spanish. He's been studying that material since November. And Brother Jorge began to cry on the phone, and he said, This morning, we baptized that Catholic priest in the name of Jesus Christ. He's received the Holy Ghost. Oh, I want to tell you, 
These are times of apostolic revival. This is not a day of giving up. This is a day of faith. This is a day of truth. It's a day of revival. Get a Bible in your hand. Get a praise on your lips. Get a Bible study and start knocking a door. Recognize the season. It's a season of growth. It's a season of revival. Woo, hallelujah. You may be seated. Early part of last year, and I'm almost done. You say, what are you doing? You're just telling stories. I'm trying to show you if you recognize the season, your faith will grow. Early part of last year, we didn't plan it. We didn't advertise. We didn't didn't have any way of even knowing. It was a Tuesday night. Our midweek is Tuesday night, and Tuesday night was just a normal Tuesday night. There was not even an evangelist there. It was just Tuesday night. Just everybody coming to church like we do every Tuesday night. And in the back door walked Juan and Kathy Casillas. I didn't even see them come in. I didn't know who they were. He was a little short, pudgy Mexican guy about this tall. And his little wife was a little bit taller and a little bit wider. I didn't recognize them, but in the service, I said, if there's anybody here that needs healing in your body, we're going to open up the front. Would you come? The ministry's going to anoint you with oil. And uh, they gathered around the front, and I said, if there are any believers that will come pray with us. I did not even see, I did not even notice that Juan and Kathy had come to the altar with everyone else that was there. People were praying. We did not even know what his need was. That was on Tuesday night. Somebody, don't even know who it was, we don't even remember, came by and prayed for them, said, in the name of Jesus, heal their body. In the name of Jesus, heal their body, and walked off. What we didn't know was Juan and Kathy had come to our church. That was the first time they had ever been in a Pentecostal church. They came in that night because tomorrow morning they were doing surgery on Juan to remove a cancer the size of a cantaloupe in his stomach. When he got to the hospital, he checked in for surgery. When they opened him up, the doctor was amazed. He said, there's nothing here. There is nothing here. They got out the MRIs and the CAT scans. He said, I can't explain it. He said, there it is, and you look, there's nothing here. They sewed him back up and said, you're cancer free. The best part about that story is he came back to church on Sunday and got the Holy Ghost. He came back the next Sunday. We baptize him and his wife in Jesus' name. They're now a part of our church. You may be seated, but it gets better. Look at your neighbor say, the chunky guy is telling the truth. That very week the very next week I came to the pulpit I was leading worship on Tuesday night and I said God is powerful he can do anything he can heal the sick how many remember the testimony you heard last week about Juan and everybody's clapping I said, my God can do anything. And without even thinking, I said, God can heal the sick. God can raise the dead. And I thought, why did I say raise the dead? I'm like, wanting to grab it back, you know. That was on Tuesday. On Thursday, 
John Allen, who's one of our ushers, looks like a brick wall. And Danny Walker were fishing in the Delta. Now, Brother Sister Urshan know about the Delta. It's, it's where the rivers, the American River and the Sacramento River, all run together with a couple other rivers in it. It creates this beautiful Delta, uh, which is to which flows into the San Francisco Bay. And uh, it's, it's a big fishing country around there. And so Dan and John put in their little boat on Thursday night, just as dark was falling, went in to fish the Delta. Didn't catch anything that night. And they were 30 minutes or so back in the sloughs or whatever you call them, bayous. They don't call them bayous there, but I grew up in Louisiana. That's what I call them. They made their way back, and as they were coming in, they noticed something floating in the water. It's not We don't have alligators in California. They noticed something, didn't pay much attention, just headed on. They got back to the loading dock, and uh, Danny jumped out, went to go get the truck to back up to load the boat. John was on the boat. And as started back in the trailer, a man came out screaming and said, I can't find my wife. I can't find my wife. He was an elderly man. They said, well, what do you mean? He said, he said my wife was sleeping on the hammock on the edge of on a houseboat sleeping on the hammock on the porch he said I can't find her anywhere so we'll help you look they started looking around the, the dock there in the parking lot couldn't find her and uh, John walked over to Dan Danny and said uh, you don't think that was a body we saw and he said uh, I don't know and he said well don't tell him but let's go let's go find out they put the boat back in. They headed back. It was about 10 minutes back where they were. By now, it's been like 30 minutes. They got to look and started shining their lights, and sure enough, they found that lady floating face down in the water. John and Danny reached into the water, pulled her into the boat, and headed back to the dock about 10 minutes back. They got to the dock, and... Uh, couldn't get the cell phones to work for some reason and trying to get 911, trying to get someone there. The lady was obviously dead. And uh, the man was distraught and people were gathering around. And uh, John was in the boat. And if you know John, John is about this wide, about this tall, and he is loud. I mean, he's loud when he's quiet. He even whispers loud. He's just loud. And he said... I don't even know what I was praying. He said, I think I was praying to calm my own nerves. Because he's sitting there holding a dead body. He's never held a dead body before. And he said, I, he said, I started going, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, help us, God, help us, God, help us, God, oh, God. And he said, I didn't even know how to pray, but I just started praying. And he said, all of a sudden, Danny said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. He said, what are you talking about? He said, I, I think she just moved. He said, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And he said, I remembered you said that God healed one and you could raise the dead. He said, I laid hands on her. And he said, I said, in the name of Jesus. And Danny started praying. And by that time, they had got a phone to work. They're on the phone with 911. And John's going, in the name of Jesus. Hold on. 
The operator said, do you know CPR? And Danny's going, oh, no, I don't know CPR. But he's praying. And so the lady said, tell him to be quiet. I need to give you direction. He said, no, we're not telling him to be quiet because she's starting to wake up. And before it was over, she set up. The TV cameras came out. The news channels, they wanted to know what was going on. I'll tell you what was going on. My God can do anything. My God can do anything. Ooh, it was in about three weeks. Uh, there were five or six real miracles that happened. I don't understand it, but it was a season of healing. <clears throat> what I'm trying to show you is there's not always moments exactly alike. So learn to seize the moment. God, while you're on the throne in this room, I'm going to get everything I can out of this thing. God, while you're in this service, I want everything I can get. God, while, you're, while faith, my faith is built, I want whatever you've got for me tonight. Right now where you're standing there as the musicians come, I don't know what need there is, but I know what God told me this afternoon as I was praying for this service, that he's about to do something. If there's anybody that has a need in your body right now, if you need the Holy Ghost, recognize this season. Recognize that tonight could be the night that your life is changed forever. Don't put it off until tomorrow. Behold, now is the time of salvation. This is the day of salvation. This is the day of your answer. Don't wait until Sunday. Don't wait until we go to the convention center tomorrow night. But why not take advantage of this moment? Why not pick the herb from the mountain right now? Is there anybody in this house right now? You need God to touch you. You need God to touch a situation or, or your body. I, I don't care what the need is. If you need the Holy Ghost or whatever it is, if you need God to do something in your life, I invite you in this season tonight to come to the front. Come quickly. Come quickly. Hallelujah. Come in close. Others are coming behind you. Others are coming in behind you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want you to come down here with fear. I don't want you to come down here with doubt. I want you to hear what you heard tonight. And I want you to begin to respond in faith. If God could take a tumor out, if God could raise a dead lady who had drowned, uh, then God can work in your situation. This is a season of blessing. This is a season of Holy Ghost power. Raise your hands and begin to ask God to touch you. Ministry, will you help me right now? You. I live, I live to worship you. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live to worship you. Nothing else matters to worship you, I live to worship you. I live, I live to worship you.
Thank you. 